Hey everybody. Hey Mike. Hey Don. How are you today? I am magnificent. Magnificent. That's another big word. I meant majestic. Yeah. Oh, well majestic, that's another big word. It is another word. In a world where most podcasts sound the same, two guys talking about almost everything under the sun. Ladies and gentlemen, here is and Stuff with Don and Mike. Really? Come on! I'm majestic, majestically magnificent. Yes. That should actually go Or magnificent. Ma I can't even say the freaking word. Wow. It is hot. Yes, it is. We're in that corner of hell. Yes. With a thousand, I think it's actually 110. It's, a, it's about 109 yeah. here. But, you know, once it gets past, uh, I don't know, hell, who cares? Yeah, we're just basically in hell. So, everyone, I want to introduce to you uh a really interesting cat uh he does all kinds of stuff and like uh, we put on facebook and instagram some of you might find it a little morbid a little scary a little uh different and it truly is different so um without further ado i want to say hello and want everybody here to say hello to mike nicholson what's up mike hey how you doing what's happening oh, i can't wait for you guys to hear some of what Mike Nicholson has to say, and he's, we'll get into this a little bit later, it's not his book, but it's about stuff he does. Yeah. So Mike, why don't you tell us what you do? Uh, we made up what's called trauma scenes, or uh, crime scenes, accidents, suicides, homicides. Wow. Now it's dark, but it's definitely a part of life. Yes. So, well, it's part of death. It's part of death. It's, it, it affects everybody, which is why we're kind of talking about it. Yeah, and people are dying for you to come over. Hey! It's a re real rewarding feeling when you finish and help somebody. They feel a lot better going in a place after it's been taken care of. I, I, I know the feeling. You, yeah, you helped, you helped our family out, so yeah, I know exactly how it feels. So tell me um, the process. Like, uh, you get the call. How, who, who calls you? Gosh property owners, police departments, uh, just general public from the website, uh, all kinds of different And people. what is your website? CleanScenservices.com. CleanScenservices.com. If you ever need a services, there it is. And uh, hopefully you don't, but now you know where to go. And this guy's the real deal. Yeah, he's a true professional. So, okay, so, so you get this call. Uh, wellness check, or whatever. And the sheriff go, go or, okay. So take me through the whole whole thing. So you get you get a call, and then what happens from there? Uh, usually we'll get a call, and they'll tell us that there's been a death and they need to clean up. 
and usually we ask him, has it been released by the authorities? We find out if it's been okay to, to go in, and once it's been cleared, we go ahead and go in and do what we have to do so they can be read the place or whatever they need to do. Okay, so, so when you say it, it's got to be released, so the coroner comes out and, and uh, they take the body away or whatever. Right, and if they can identify the person and, and find next of kin, they can, there's no hold, they just release everything. To the oh, that's true. Huh? But a lot of times the body's unidentifiable. They don't know if it's male or female, so okay. decomposed. And until wow. they can find out who it is and who the next of kin is, they seal the unit. Nobody's allowed to Is that so, common? Oh, very common. So then, oh, wow. so then the body continues to decompose. No, they remove the body. Oh, okay. They and they seal the unit. Okay. Nobody can go in. And that's to protect uh, anything that's in it. The right? personal so effects. Personal yes. effects. Until they can find the next of kin. Right. Wow. So uh, now, without sounding too morbid, okay, let's say a guy just dies, and I mean, what kind of other than obvious, you know, obvious, like if somebody offs themselves or stuff, their bodily fluid all over the place. What is it? I mean, like walk us through like a typical crime scene. Okay. Well, like on a day like today, if someone was to pass away and someone didn't see them until a day or two, they'd start to decompose and lose body fluids. And we've had them where someone on the third floor would leak down all the way to the first oh. floor. I mean, there, there can be some really bad situations. And it's sometimes. some bad stuff too coming out, right? Right. I mean, it's it's a major chemicals area. Right. So, is it true what they say about the flies and all that stuff? Yeah, flies, maggots, ants. So, is there? I I heard somewhere I was trying to do some research, and I wasn't very successful because I was up against the time. But I heard that they um, like, and maybe I'm asking the wrong question, but I heard that they could tell. The um, the the a lo uh, the amount of time the person was has been deceased by the the stage of the maggot or yeah, whatever right. of the larva. Yes, that's true. That's very interesting. Right, it is actually. I've seen it in Sherlock Holmes. Oh, I did not know that. So I have to almost watch that. We got to get your pop culture up to date. Yes. It'll help you in every department. Yes. So once you find, well, we kind of know that once the the. the the sheriffs or the coroners releases this thing. What's like the longest it's gone before you've been able to clean it up? Have you gone back like five years later after they find uh, the the next of kin, and then you go in and clean it up, or do you clean it up and then they seal it all up? Usually, the longest I would say that I've encountered regularly is a month. Oh, all right. something like that. But then. There's also cases where they just don't find any family and the public administrator, public guardian takes over. And a lot of times they'll call us to clean up the biohazard prior to their people coming in. Wow, that must make a hell of a paper chain for you, man. How do you keep track of who to build? Uh, but that's a whole different, different episode. <laughs> Billing. But uh, so once that happens, uh, uh, you know, the other question I had was, Furniture, mattresses, all the bulky stuff that gets contaminated. What do you do with it? What, what is there a special dump? Is there a? Oh no, there's a law in California that's. Uh, you have to be registered to do what we do as a trauma scene waste management practitioner. You have to have a license, and with that license, that allows us to go and take it into a, a medical waste disposal. All right. Okay. So, so it gets cremated or burnt. 
depending if it's tissue, like if someone was to shoot themselves with a shotgun and there's brain tissue and skull fragments that we clean up, that's incinerated. But any bloody rags and stuff, it's steam sterilized. Oh, okay. Does that mean it gets, you get it back? <laughs> I've never tried. <laughs> what are they do with it after they steam sterilize it? Yeah, then it can go to a regular dump. Oh, so it just goes shredded. to a regular dump. Right. Here's your pile of steam sterilized rags. Yeah, we don't get it back. I don't know if you want it back. Yeah. Although you could save it if someone wants a discount job. Everything's with the steam sterilized stuff, right? <laughs> There's no, no. It melts everything. <laughs> So tell us, take us through like one of the, it's going to get more of it. Take, take us through one of the worst ones you've ever been in. That you can talk about. Yeah. There's been a few. The, the worst ones are people who commit suicide by train. Those are the worst. <laughs> That's a terrible thing. You've told me about this before and I had, prior to you telling me this, I had never thought about it before. But I guess it's like things people really do. Oh, often. Yeah, oh, that's crazy to me. So they, they they walk in front of the train. Yes. Or they just lay, lay down. down. Yep. That happened by us out there. And the train can either hit you and throw you away, and then there's some blood to clean maybe on the plow and on the, on the locomotive. Or most likely what happens is they get caught up under the train. Oh and go all the way down 13 cars. Oh, wow. You're talking about this. You have to clean all the way underneath 13 cars? Yeah, so we go to the maintenance yard where they have a, a pit and we, we can work on wow. the trains there. Wow, that's crazy. And then what about the, do they shut down the train route and you have to like immediately clean that? Because I know they can't keep the, the tracks closed for very long. Right, yeah, a lot of times we're we're right ahead of the corner. The corner will be here, and, and they'll tell us, well, you can clean up to here for right now. And yes, so we do that many times as well. Wow. So when that happens, you kind of go through some training? Yes. Training. Uh, uh -huh. Light rail, heavy rail. <laughs> oh, I, now I get it. I'm a little slow there. And that's what I did the old time. Uh, yeah, you know what? You're, that's like the joke that could. So with stuff like this, you got to have good sense of humor I would imagine yes you have always been and it's always blown my mind because I've known Mike for a long time never seen you like uh, it, like you'll come home after like a like probably some horrendous job I'm mad about doing whatever stupid stuff I do and then I always think like oh I just came back cleaning like a whole room covered in blood like the scene from uh, uh, that where the elevators open what's that movie where the elevators the shining you know, and all the blood comes out, and he's coming back from that scene, and he's like, "Hey guys, how's everybody going? Yeah. You're, you're all, you're just in the best mood." Yeah, you kind of, kind of, you have to shut it off. I, I, I would. And then you rake some leaves, and you're like, "Son of a bitch!" Very <laughs> <laughs> good. That's why I stopped where I stopped. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so, and you told me something else. Where do most uh, people pass away? In the bathroom, on the toilet. That just blows my mind. Chances are, most of us are going to die on a toilet in a bathroom. That's a crappy way to go. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. Just make sure you get the fancy one with a seatbelt so you can just don't fall off. <laughs> so, so they actually, people actually die on, on the toilet. A lot of people. Yeah. And was it uh, the cardiac? Probably. Right. It's just or no fiber. Yeah, eat, eat your like fiber. Right. Eat your fiber. Fiber yes. one. All that stuff. Old don't cow jump. brand muffin. Yeah. 
I guess we get so decrepit and so out of shape that even passing a bowel movement will kick your heart off. So, so we're back with Mike Nicholson, uh, crime scene uh, cleaner upper guru. What what exactly? Is, what do they? What what is your job? What did, what do you call yourself other than stuff? Well, on our license, it's a trauma scene waste management practitioner. Okay, so. That's kind say of that long. ten times real fast. Right. I was gonna say that's a terrible acronym. What, what I just tell it? people I do biohazard remediation. That sounds better. Biohazard remediation. I used to do remediation on gas stations with the little germs and stuff that we put down there and it cleans up the tank. Oh, like like uh, yeah. But nothing like what you do. No, I, nothing near. I, I picked up a dead mouse a couple weeks ago. That's about as close as I ever get to you. But I didn't kill the mouse either. It's still a mystery. Isn't that a band? Yeah, dead mouse. modest mouse. Yeah. Dead, dead mouse. Although I do think the best band name in the world would be Suicide Squirrel. Oh, Suicide uh, Squirrel. When they run in front of your car or whatever, you know, that's, that's your album cover. They're like running tail up, like just booking it as hard as they can. Did it come out the other side? You know what I mean? I don't know. Suicide Squirrel. Suicide Squirrel. One of the tracks will probably be Speed Bump. Speed Bump? <laughs> What's that noise? <laughs> well, back up and let's see what it is. Where'd it go? <laughs> What's that smell? What's that smell? Is it coming from the trunk? No, I don't know. I think it's uh, stuck to the uh, exhaust pipe. Ooh, that kind of segues into the old train thing. Yes. Anyways, uh, let's talk about you, Mr. Mike. Let's talk about how did you ever get started doing a job like this? Well, I was working for the Los Angeles County Corner, and they had budget issues. I was there a few years, and just didn't get the promotion I was waiting for and promised. So, after uh, a few years of fiscal year coming around and not getting it, I decided I was going to leave, and when I gave my notice. I started talking to some people at work and they suggested uh, starting a crime scene cleanup business. Now who, su who suggested it? Can I say names? Uh, uh, <laughs> first name. What? First uh, name, yeah. Her name's Nancy and she was one of the people who'd been there 35 years and knew, what, knew what was up. So you you went to this lady and you're like, hey Nancy, this job I have, a dead end job. Right. Hey, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so then you, you... These guys are stiffing me over here. <laughs> <laughs> we got a million of them. Because <laughs> it is a serious situation. It, it it's is. a serious uh, subject. But, you know, rather yes. than look at the horrible things, and uh, I'm, God bless you for doing what you're doing, because there's no way. I mean, I don't even look like to... You the know. world's a definite better place for having you working in it, Mike. Yeah, so, sure. so go ahead. We we cut you off. I cut you off with a stupid joke, but no, I was, I was working for the corner and it wasn't productive. So they suggested doing this. And, One uh, person suggested it. Yes, yes. <laughs> Nancy and uh, kind of took her up on it and just started researching. And I had. Prior to working for the corner, I had done what's called first calls or removals for mortuaries. So I went out to houses and picked up remains and delivered them to the mortuary. Then we'd go to the coroner's office and pick them up and take them to the mortuary. 
And when I was doing removals, once in a while, there would be a mess and someone would ask us, hey, do you know who could clean that up? And we would do it after anyway. So I had done a few. Oh, like a little extra yes. side thing? All right. right. So how, okay, so, all right, so thank you for that. So how, well, okay, well, let's just say a 90-year-old person passes. How, how messy is it? Just they, they went with natural causes or whatever. Oh, then it wouldn't be messy at all. It wouldn't be any calls. Okay. We only get called when someone decomposes. That's, oh, important. That's important. Important distinction. So you're gonna get like a million. Yeah, because, bad calls. Because we have like four people that watch. <sighs> yeah. But thank you, four. Yes. Four is a good start. Yes. Let's get to eight. Yes. Or, or even five. But anyway, so so so. Typically, when someone passes, um, the, the so they don't really excrete any anything, or they not do necessarily. Or not necessarily. If right. you get to them fast enough, right? Right, and with some people, it just depends. I've gone out just for what they call purge. They'll be removing the body, and they kind of it's almost like the vomit. Um, they'll purge, and then we they've had us come out for that. So that's a, a, a biohazard. Is correct. Well. Anything to do with body is a biohazard. Yes. Okay. Uh, back when you did the mortuary pickups and whatnot, so if you had to go to a hospital, the body's already been processed by the hospital and yes. you're down in the morgue and all that, and you just so you don't have to worry about like I would imagine like people with cancer and whatnot. And I know it, it doesn't smell very well. Right. But they're usually nice. they're usually wrapped up in a shroud and okay. more. Once in a while, you do a floor pickup and get them out of the bed. But we talked. We started talking about how you got started. So let's talk about uh, uh, when, like, your first couple of jobs. What were the, like, the first things you started to do when you were out there in the in the world? Your brand new company. Who was like uh, calling you in the beginning? What were you first getting? I was getting a lot of work and referrals from people that I worked with at the corners office. All right. So you had some good connections. Yes. And it was always kind of the same thing, like you said earlier about uh, there was a little leftover after. Now, this this had to exist this market before you yes. started. Did you know anybody that was already in this market when you? I knew of somebody. Yes, that's how Nancy knew because that person had come soliciting to the corner's office, so she knew about. The Ooh, and you started, and you were were in with the corner's department yes. through the work you did and the friends you had there. That, that's right. That, oh, dude, that was really smart. That um, lady who owned that business became, we became enemies right away. I took half of her business from the beginning. Oh, I bet you did. So you stiff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess she was a deadbeat. Uh, Anyways, uh, so is that how this came to be? Over your squab with with? Uh, well, a lot of that's in that. Of a lot of that's in that story this is a fictional story that was written uh, an author contacted me and said hey I want to do a story about your industry who's the author uh, Charlie Houston Hi. and he said I want to do something about your in industry would you be interested in talking to me yeah, I could see it I could see why you'd be fascinated with it it is fascinating everybody we've talked to uh, that I have personally talked to and said you were going to be on they're like oh we're watching because it's you know it's something you really don't um, you, you don't think about it. You never think about it. You just assume that it's going to happen. You assume the garbage truck to show up. You assume somebody to sweep up the ro the road. But you know, I mean, just 
a lot of people think the police are going to do it. Right. right. Yeah, they do not. And that uh, you know, they talk about making like an instruction booklet for life. This is definitely something that should be in that instruction booklet for life. Not necessarily this book, but what to do after someone dies. It's really important. Right. A lot uh, of people have a hard time finding it. They do, and and so you you do have a website. Now you're here, you want to give yourself a shout out again. Yeah, let's hear it again. That's cleanseedservices.com. Our phone number is 877-BIOHAZARD. Perfect. And, and so who were your first, like, couple of calls? Were they, like, just normal, simple things? Or did you get, like, crazy, weird calls when you first started going out? I was. A, I had a suicide, and I remember they had a white carpet, and there was one drop of blood on that carpet. And if I oh. didn't, I didn't want to cut that carpet out for that one drop. And I was trying to figure out what could I do. And, and at that point, I discovered how good hydrogen peroxide is at getting blood out. And so we were able to save the, the carpet on that one. So for you murderers, you deserve. Yeah, there you go, hydrogen peroxide. But it's not a secret. It's already out there. It really is just one you can Google. Google it. You can Google it. So don't go, he's giving away. And you can Google it. There are other industrial stuff that you can get. Well, that's just that get it we out, can't get. Yes. You, that's not going to That's not gonna be strong enough to kill the bacteria and the, the pathogens that oh, you really? want to get rid of. So then you use, use that product. rocket fuel. I'm surprised yeah. it's not strong enough to. They do. So what, uh, I don't want to know, well, you use a lot of enzymes and things that break down. Right. So, but that's like industrial strength enzymes. Right. So, uh, suicide, what else did you get? I mean, it had to be something, uh, it, it must have been really weird. I mean, you, you, you start this job, you're waiting by the phone. Like, to me, it'd be like the most exciting thing in the world. It, it, you don't know what you're going to get every day. Right. Is it still that way now? Yes. So when you, you call, still I mean, don't know what you're going to get. I know that death is death. Once you're gone, you're gone. But there seems to be an infinite way that people go. Yeah, it sounds like like death is like a box of chocolates. You yeah. never know what you're gonna get. Until <laughs> it kills you. Yes. Until you die of your peanut allergy. We're gonna be a little glib. Yes. Anyway, so what was it like then? Were you like, from the first day it started, you were busy? Or did it slowly build up? Did it take years to get? Because I know at one point you were, you were really bringing it in. Right. No, it, right from the beginning it took off really well. Besides the contacts I had, I went to mortuaries and solicited them, and I got a lot of them. Some of them knew me from doing first calls. You know, removal. Go ahead. So they would actually the mortuary. Okay, so now, now that one's a good question. So you get the call from the mortuary. A lot of times they would call and say, we have a family who had a, a decomposition. Okay. We, we just picked up the body. Can they give you a call? Okay, so then, so I, I'm trying to get like the chronological order. So someone, someone dies, the family finds out. They do, so did they have, they call the, the coroner the or they call the police and the police calls the coroner? Everything's or? so different because if you've been seen by a doctor within so many days, I don't know what it is now because I don't do removals. But if you've seen a doctor within so many days and the doctor knows what you died of, you don't have to go to the coroner's office. Okay. They only do unexpected and um, traumatic deaths. So, God forbid, I'm walking down the street, I drop dead. I'm gonna go to the coroner because unless I was fine before. Right, unless your doctor said, oh, I know Don had a heart attack and 
Alzheimer's. Yeah, yeah, the, he was being treated for like a bad right. heart. Or, oh, okay. Yeah. And so then the mortuary gets the fam the family calls the mortuary. The mortuary calls you, right. and then you go and do the pickup and the cleanup. Or they do the pickup yeah, and they do, do the pickup. Okay, anymore, that's right. right. You just said that. I'm sorry. So then you do the cleanup, right. and then. Um, so if it's like a rental unit, then how in depth is that? I mean, like landlords have to get involved and all that stuff, or usually we have to get their permission to remove okay. whatever uh, building materials need to be removed. Is it done through insurance mostly? Yeah, it's you... done through insurance many times. It's called the trauma loss claim. Okay, oh, okay. you would have, and so basic homeowners insurance does cover it, but most apartments that are renting to people and things like that they just cover it themselves because they well, like hotels imagine hotels are probably hotels too. are big place for yeah, suicide because, yeah oh i can imagine yeah mm -hmm. just enjoy that time in your hotel because you don't know who did it in there yeah. last time ask for extra towels and mike nicholas <laughs> <laughs> have him call him first have him come clean it up yep. 